Welcome to Spirit School. My name is Danielle Serenk, also known as the Squamish Medium. I am the host of your Spirit School, where I will share all the lessons and learnings that I have uncovered through my intuitive development and mediumship development journey. I am a professional psychic and medium and intuitive teacher and mentor, and I look forward to walking alongside you on this journey. Hi everyone and welcome back to Spirit School. I am very excited for today's episode and it's all about my first six weeks as a full-time spiritual entrepreneur. I know a lot of people are very dedicated listeners. I hear from you guys often and so you've been following my story for some time and even though I've only shared snippets of what led me up to becoming a full-time spiritual entrepreneur, I'm going to be sharing a little bit more tonight uh, but not going back too much. I just kind of really wanted to share with you guys what these first six weeks have been like and I feel like I've actually had two reiterations of my business because there was before coronavirus and then now that we're in coronavirus so a couple little shifts but I'm very excited to share both things with you like both experiences that I've had and I also threw it out on my Instagram today that I would be recording on this topic because I get tons of dms asking how my spiritual business is going people actually concerned about me they're like are you doing okay are you still glad you took the leap and just asking me a whole bunch of questions on what it's like to run a full-time spiritual entrepreneur business and I know it's because it's mostly light workers who are attracted to listening to the podcast and working with me so it makes sense that people are kind of looking at how I roll out as a full-time entrepreneur as a way to inspire or give people people motivation to make a similar leap themselves when they feel ready. So I am going to talk a little bit tonight about the readiness. I will save the Instagram questions that I received for last. Um, the last time I checked, I just posted a few hours ago, but I think there's about six questions. So I'll answer those six and if any more come in, then I will uh, address them on the stories. So follow me on Instagram at Squamish Medium. So first month of full-time entrepreneur. So yeah, it's been amazing. Overall, if I could pick one word for the past six weeks, it would be amazing. So I have to kind of go back to the first three weeks because they were slightly more amazing <laughs> because they were the three weeks before we were in quarantine and it was such a beautiful existence. It was Man, just like waking up, taking the kids to daycare and to school, going to the gym, making myself a healthy breakfast and just like reading a little bit and then going into my sessions and then still having enough time after my sessions before I grab the kids to prep dinner, maybe go for a little bit of a walk and reconnect with nature. I mean, it, I... For those three weeks, those first three weeks of spiritual entrepreneurship, I think I totally took advantage of how good I had it. And it was still a transition for me coming out of that corporate hustle, especially because the last project I had in the corporate world was very intense, very long days, just all encompassing. And then going to an entrepreneur gig where I set, set up and designed my life. So I was really only actually seeing clients for nine hours a week compared to what I was coming from, which is the 40 hour work week. So that was kind of like an adjustment time those three weeks. And then once we hit into quarantine, my I didn't have 
the daycare. I didn't have the school. So I became a stay-at-home mom overnight um, within three weeks of making that shift. And so the first two weeks of quarantine were really hard for me emotionally, physically, spiritually, mentally, because I still had my clients. They book out months in advance to work with me. I still had to get those sorted out. My husband still works, thank goodness. Um, And so I had to kind of learn how to rejig my energy and recalibrate to my new life, which is a lot more crazy now because I'm with kids who are three and six all the time. Plus, I'm in the really passionate, creative phase of my business, which I'll get more into a little bit later. So I can proudly say that we have been in quarantine for, this is our fourth week, fourth full week. And we are finally in a rhythm. So I'm feeling really good about everything, but I just had to get that out there. The difference energetically and time-wise between before and after coronavirus. So this is going to be interesting for people who listen years down the road. And I'm pretty sure you will all remember what life was like during this time. So hopefully it will still be applicable and interesting a few years in the future. But... One thing that is really important to note is the energy because being with kids, especially little kids who are siblings, can be quite energetically draining, but I still have to have enough energy to serve spirit and serve my clients. So one thing that I actually realized was that I have more energy than I was giving myself granted for. I used to really treat my energy like a broken eggshell that could crack at any moment when now I'm actually seeing how resilient I am and how much energy I can actually pull together for my sessions and still have the space and capacity for my children as well. So me having my north node in cancer, which I'm in my lunar node return right now, this is all about me coming back into balance with being that nurturing soul, the north node in cancer to that workhorse in which I've been my whole life, which is my south node in Capricorn. So I'm still continuing to answer the call of my north node, even switching my careers um, to, you know, be at home more with the kids and to be with my family and to slow down and live a really intentional life, I'm still not fully living my North Node destiny. So I'm still having to learn to slow down enough to enjoy actually being present with my family. Or else what is this all for? So I'm having to remind myself of that. One of the big lessons that I've learned from the switch is that I'm still running fully in my masculine, which is all action and planning and right? Taking action. So it's like work, 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 work. So I've had to set a schedule for myself during this quarantine time where I will work for an hour and then I'll spend two hours with the kids uninterrupted time, an hour on work, and then the two hours with the kids. I do have my parents living with us. So I'm very lucky that my mom comes up and watches my kids while I do my readings. And that has worked out great, but I can tell you my mom is definitely looking forward to school being back. So, you know, that's a resource that I don't want to take advantage of, but it's a very big blessing that is not lost on me during this time. So one of the things I really wanted to highlight about this transition was for the past two years since I really started feeling the call in March of 2018 was the first time I considered actually leaving my full-time job to pursue this work full-time. 
I did something that I never used to do. I started getting a lot of readings. I started going to get astrology readings and human design readings and just psychic readings, tarot readings for the first time. Like up until March 2018, I maybe had five readings in my whole life going back to when I was 17 years old and they were always by mediums. For some reason, because I know now that my path is mediumship, I was always drawn to working with mediums. But what I found I was doing was starting to try to find some certainties that it was the right move. So I would essentially give my power away, even though it was multi-purpose me getting these readings because I love watching how other people work from a lens of admiration. So I'm always so curious about people who have their gifts and how do you use them. But if I'm looking really truthfully and honestly, I was also looking for a lot of certainties that the move that I was wanting to make was, and I put in air quotes, the right one. And one of the best readings I had was a girl who said, look, his spirit is telling me that you know what you want to do and they aren't going to bring you more clients until you make this leap. You have to leap first. And she said this to me about a year and a half ago and it kind of made sense to me at a soul level, but logically it didn't make sense to me. I was like, no, like wouldn't I leap when I'm booked out like a year out? Like those kind of certainties that the, you know, the service I have is so in demand that I just got to make the leap now. So it didn't make total sense to me then, but it started making more sense the closer I got to the leap. But what I will say is I leapt, I handed in my resignation on January 18th and my last day of work was February 18th. I will be perfectly honest with you that on paper, it was the worst time to take a leap ever. Like the year before, I was completely debt-free. I had a lot of bookings coming in, like 11 a day, like it was really busy. I was booking months and months and months out in advance. And come January 18th, what had happened was, I think the last time I booked a reading was November 27th. So I went seven weeks without anyone booking a session. And the whole time, I'm telling the world of spirit, I'm doing it anyways. This isn't scaring me. I know that this is my path. I was so convinced and I had so much conviction. And so I took the leap anyways, even though I had been looking for that certainty for a year and a half, almost two years, and it didn't come. And I said, you know what? I dislike my current life so much. I'm willing to see what's on the other side. And so what happened was I took the leap and I left work on February 18th. By February 25th, I had made five figures. And I don't like to talk too much about money. I'm still kind of like working out my own spiritual hangups around, you know, talking openly or trying to appear to be bragging about money. But what the psychic had told me a year and a half ago came true. It was like the second I left that office building, I had an insane amount of people wanting to work with me to the point where I sold out my first program in three days without even putting up my ad for it. Like I did up this pretty little Instagram uh, image and like while I was in Canva, like doing it up, I had four people and the funny thing was like an hour before I went into Canva, I updated my intake form to include my new package details. Then I went over to Canva to go do this image. While I was doing the image, I had four people fill out my new application form with my new 
package and they all took the package. This was like within two hours and I hadn't even physically put it out there in the world, but obviously I put it energetically out in the world. And within three days, I sold out the package and that's what caused my first five-figure income. So I literally doubled my income in the corporate world in less than a week. So I felt very uh, positive about that. (laughs) I mean, who wouldn't? But I felt very reassured by the world of spirit. Like, okay, I made the right move. So I didn't get the certainty until after I actually made that leap, which if you, anyone who knows me knows that I can be quite risk adverse. So that was a really big deal for me. And then you this happened again today, actually. I just kind of wanted to bring this up. I just kind of had this thought. I looked at my schedule for May and I had some people who had booked in-person readings who decided that they wanted to just wait until coronavirus is over and reschedule and that's perfectly fine. So I freed up uh, about six sessions within the next two months in my calendar. So I went to go do a pretty image on Canva and just saying, you know, I have a couple more availabilities now for April and May because I usually sell out pretty fast and no word of a lie, before I left Canva, I had two bookings in two of the six spots that I had just freed up less than an hour before. So one thing I am actually learning about business, uh, especially spiritual business, is that energy is everything. I'm doing this Canva not out of a place of scarcity or lack. I'm not like, oh, I got to drum my business and get these in. I'm like, you know what? So many people want to work with me right now. Like I should just put it out there because up until now what I've done is I've just never talked about it and just let people find it but now I'm kind of like putting myself out there a little bit more and just saying look like these are available come if you want come later if it feels better then but I found it kind of cool that twice now in the past six weeks all I had to do was put that intention out there from a place of like high vibration like literally high vibration and like not scarcity and then people came it was so fascinating to me and I've actually tested it a few times in the past um, six weeks and I definitely think it's a thing so going back to the timing thing looking for that certainty I don't think I could have left at a better time because three weeks in we went into quarantine there is no way I could do my old job in quarantine with my kids. There's just absolutely no way I would have had a health crisis. And I was borderlining a health crisis in January when I left. So I know for certain that I left at the absolute perfect time. Going back to the money part, I wanted to say not every week is a five-figure week. I am okay with that and I've actually very surprised I'm okay with that because you'll have weeks where you maybe make a couple hundred dollars, then you'll have weeks where you make a couple thousand dollars, but overall I'm still making more than I was in corporate. But one of the shocking things about full-time entrepreneurship, which now that I'm more of an online business and I kind of was before coronavirus, about 90% of my business was in the States and online. There's a lot of hidden costs in business that is very surprising how it adds up. And I'm in Canada, so everything's in US dollars, which is about, you know, I think right now almost 39 cents to the dollar because our dollar just recently plummeted. So I have Acuity Scheduling, I have Zoom Professional, I have Canva Pro, I have, which other ones do I have? I have Teachable, that's like $2,000 a year now. 
Um, I got type form because I have a quiz coming up that I'm doing for my opt-in. It's going to be super fun. I can't wait for you guys to see it. But that's like $600 a year just to host a quiz. Um, my, my web hosting, my domains, um, my like WordPress, I added it up and it's almost $4,000 a year just to have the necessary platforms to run an online business. So, and I have insurance coming up too, which is a couple thousand dollars. So there's a lot of expenses. When I was first working out how much money I would need to make to survive, I don't think I quite incorporated all that, but what I'm happy about is I have more than enough to cover it and it's all fine. I'm not stressing out about it, but only six weeks in, I'm realizing that my targets need to be a little bit higher. And so, you know, I, again, I'm reflecting on it from a place of peace and inner peace and just like curiosity, not any dread. I will be a hundred thousand percent honest with you guys right now. I have not had a single stitch of fear since the day I left the corporate world. I have not had a single day of scarcity and not a single day of fear in six weeks. Even if I went four days without making a dollar, I'm perfectly fine. It is such a liberating feeling. And what didn't make sense to me before, but I was reflecting on it today, was people... When I wanted to leave the corporate world, one of my mortgage brokers said, well, I don't know if you should because, you know, banks don't see entrepreneurship as being secure. Well, I'm here to tell you right now that being an entrepreneur, especially one that's not a brick and mortar, it's more job security than anything else out there right now. It truly, truly, truly is. I feel so secure being my own boss, knowing I'm in charge of my own shit compared to being in the in the corporate world where a lot of people are being laid off now. Not in my old work because I was in health. We were definitely essential where I was. But, you know, I look at my husband who's sitting kind of like on a bubble. He's like, I don't know what's going to happen. Like day to day, I don't know what's going to happen. Sitting here as a spiritual entrepreneur today, I could say I have job security. <laughs> I'm my own boss and it's up to me what I want to do with it and how I want to make money and all that fun stuff. So I do actually now sitting here realize that there is a lot more job security and a lot more potential as a spiritual entrepreneur. I mean, in the corporate world, there's no way I could make five figures in 72 hours. So I just feel so much that, you know, a lot of people who went before me and I kept listening to them and I just couldn't understand how, like how, how could this be more secure than having a pension and the benefits package and all this fun stuff. And it is, I I definitely feel that energy. Another cool thing that happened two weeks after my last day in corporate was I received an email from the Squamish Mothers in Business saying that I was the recipient of a grant, my second grant as an entrepreneur. And I was just floored. I actually cried because, you know, the week before was like that huge week I just mentioned about and then the week following I get a grant. I mean, how much more affirmation do you need from the physical world that girl, you made the right move. You are on the right path. And I mean, I was on cloud nine and when you're on cloud nine, all you do is attract. I mean, just attract, attract, attract. It's just this beautiful feeling. It's this beautiful event unfolding right in front of you and sometimes I feel like I'm looking at it all from my spirit eyes just kind of in awe and standing back like Danielle you created this this is incredible and then the human side of me you know and I heard this actually in a podcast yesterday I love this podcast called um 
mind your business or something like that. It's wonderful. And he was saying, you know, once you become the entrepreneur, your next worry is, can this be sustainable? So if I had any kind of human worries right now, I'd say that that is one that has crept in my mind maybe once or twice. But the truth is all I feel is expansiveness. I'll talk in a little bit about all the things I have planned for Squamish Medium. But all I feel is like, there's so much more. There's so much more I want to do. There's so much more I want to create. I mean, it's just so much fun. This is just such a fun energy. And it is a fun energy. It's a creative center. It's a creative space. And here's something I really wanted to talk about. But first, I want to go back to the online space because I was talking about all those different costs. Um, I feel very lucky to have been really well established online and internationally because now that we're in this space where we are with the coronavirus, I just feel completely set up to be online. So whatever you're thinking about with your own spiritual practice or your own business, whatever you end up looking at, you need to make sure that there's an online component. You need to show your face. You need to show up. You need to start expressing yourself now. That's one of the big lessons that I learned because I've been growing my practice for six years, right? Like I didn't just like show up out of nowhere overnight. Um, and I don't even think like I fully made it yet. Like I still feel like there's so much more coming. But I will say that I feel very lucky that six years ago when I started developing and started putting myself out there, I did so you know, very slowly and in a way that made sure that I was fully in my integrity, that I wasn't putting it all on risk. So then I felt very comfortable as I was coming out, especially when I started talking about my own spiritual philosophies, because sometimes my philosophies are not popular and they're not what some mainstream people are saying. So now I can express these things online without the fear of being persecuted or being trolled because I've been saying them now for six years before to an audience of one, now to the audience of a couple thousand. But on my podcast, I mean, it's tens of thousands. So it's just, it's it's an incredible thing to start doing as you're starting to just like have baby dreams about what you want to create into the world as far as a business goes. One of the best things that's worked for me for the past six weeks is when I get an idea, I just go for it. And this kind of started in January and I've talked about this before on the podcast, but all the readings I got last year from astrology to some really cool indigenous readers, all my readings were focused on me doing activities in front of large audiences, which was my worst nightmare. This podcast was the first thing I did that put me out there on a massive scale and it scared the pants out of me. So in January 13th, uh, I knew I was going to resign on the 18th. On January 13th, I posted my first group reading with 22 people and it sold out one day. And then in the end of January, I put up, or no, in the end of February, I put up my next big event for 33 people. Again, it sold out in one day. So I didn't think about it too much. And then I was sitting with my husband three weeks ago and I tried to set up my life so I didn't work on weekends. That's what I really want. I just want to work nine hours a week with clients, maybe an extra five hours a week doing marketing and back end stuff. So maybe work a total of 20 hours max a week, half of what I was doing in corporate. And then just focus the rest of my life on being a well-lived life. But things shifted with the coronavirus because I'm home with the kids all day. So I don't have any time during the day to work on my business, really, unless I'm at sacrificing my time with them. And trust me, 
kids that age don't really let you get away with not paying attention to them, right? Today I was told I was a bad mommy. You're being a bad mommy because I was on my computer for half an hour. So it's it's a lot of pressure. So I was sitting on the couch with my husband three weeks ago and I said, you know what? Like, I think I need to do something for the people who want to work with me because more and more groups are wanting to work with me and I need to do it on the weekends because I don't have time during the week anymore to do them. And so I kind of just talked about with my husband. He's so involved in my business now. I'm incorporated. So he's actually a non-voting share member. So he takes that very seriously (laughs) and I love it. It's, I mean, my marriage has never been better since I've gone the entrepreneur route because he's actually actively creative, um, actually present and participating in the success of my business and my practice and it wasn't like that before it was very separated and you could feel that separation and so he was really excited about me pitching this idea I said you know I'll do the four class series on the four Claire's open it up like whoever wants to come and it'll just be an hour and a half and I'll record them so if they can't come live we'll post it and I had all this beautiful collateral that I'd already created for the Claire so I was like ready to go plus I had the dream and the grant for spirit school which I'll talk about after so this would be something that I could upload to spirit school so what did I do the next day I didn't think about it any more than that. The next day, I posted it on Instagram saying, I'm doing these classes starting this week. Do you want to sign up? Super cheap, $88. I think it's like 60 bucks American. It's like such a good value for folks. I know that. But it's also my first time trying something like this. So I wanted to price it at a point where I felt was really energetically fair. And I felt I still feel good about it. And I had over 40 people register that week. Over 40 people register for my first online class. And what I found in the beauty of it was that I didn't have analysis paralysis. I didn't have anything created around it really other than a few pieces of collateral. And so I had to create everything for it. And I'm still creating every week for this class. I didn't wait for things to be perfect. I put it out there. People felt that energy. They were attracted to it. They purchased it. And I got to tell you, people are having an amazing time in this class. I have never received so much positive feedback to anything I've done before this class than the clairsentience and clairaudience classes so far. And yeah, I think that's a huge lesson when it comes to spiritual entrepreneurship as well, is I see it all the time where people wait for perfect, they wait for certain, they overthink things, they edit things to high hell. And then when it launches, I mean, the expectations that you've just set are massive. So there's never going to be an outcome that's going to match the expectations that you just set up. So what I found is when I thought it, I took action the next day, I just went for it and I did it. It turned out to be one of my bigger successes in my six years of having this practice. So that's one thing I really want to pass along to folks. Don't think about things so hard. Sometimes you just need to do and course correct on the way. Just course correct on the way. I took my first week feedback, the things that people love the most. And because I hadn't fully created the second week yet, I was fully able to be flexible and incorporate all their feedback into an even better second week. And all the feedback I got from last week, I'm going to be incorporating into this week. Like 
there's no point in just like waiting to do something that you're so inspired by because that inspiration will pass you. So in spiritual entrepreneurship, you need to grab hold of it and run with it before you let your logical brain take over and run away with you. So also within the first six weeks of spiritual entrepreneurship full-time, I joined a mastermind. One of the people I admire the most from the podcast world and the Instagram world, Natalie of Soul Shine Astrology, she opened up her mastermind. I applied, I got in, and it has been an amazing experience. And when you look at Squamish Medium, It's not just readings and it's not just mentoring. Like I have really big dreams. And so one of the big things I'm working on right now, which will be launching next month, is my online spirit school. And I already have three classes that are going to be uploaded to that that people can purchase. But I'm also working on a mediumship entry level and a mediumship more novice slash advanced level. Those are going to take some time to create because I only do things really high end. So it's going to take some time to create. But I'm going to be launching with these three courses off the bat. And spirit school is something I've wanted to do for years. In 2017, I have journal entries saying, I want to do this podcast called Spirit School. And I want to do this online school um, as a spinoff to that. So here I am in 2020 actualizing this dream. And there's still pieces of me that can't even believe I'm still here right now. But I really wanted to join this mastermind because the readings are there. I always book. It's all good. And that's not super scalable because I only have so much energy and I'm only ever going to continue to do probably three or four readings a week and the rest doing the teaching because that's what really sparks me joy and lights me up. Though I do love readings and my readings have been so much stronger, so much more fun since doing this full time as well. It's just been so much fun. And since I've done my demonstration, it's like Claire Audience just like kicked on and now I love working in the Claire audience and you listen to my podcast you've been a long listener you know I talk a lot about the Claire sentience and that's mostly how I work and that's still there too but it's actually lightened up for me and now I work almost fully in the Claire audience and it's amazing So yeah, the mastermind is just going to help me over the next six months, like hold me accountable, keep me moving forward with spirit school. And that's the biggest thing that I'm working on for 2020. And I know it's going to be huge. And this is how come I just feel so expansive right now and just so excited. So that's come up. And then the other fun thing that's come up for me this year, and I didn't even consider this to be honest with you, but because I had four people since the six weeks I've been full-time, I've had four people hire me for my three-month mentorship package to help them launch their spiritual businesses. So I didn't even realize fully that I was a leader in this area or that people looked up to me in some way in this field, but they do. And so that's something that I'm kind of doing now too. I'm mentoring four beautiful spiritual entrepreneurs to get their side hustle into a full-time sustainable practice eventually. So that's kind of cool too. So those are two big areas that I'm working on with um, my Squamish Medium practice right now, which is so exciting. I'm just, I love it, I love it, I love it. But the truth of the matter is, I only do what lights me up. I only do what lights me up. And there's some things that I did for years that I've had to let go of because they didn't light me up as much as they once did. So I'm only following the inspirations. And every time I have, it's worked out so much. So here's another big change that's happened with Squamish Medium in the first six weeks. 
I actually just signed the contracts today for my first employee. So I could almost cry saying that because it didn't occur to me until I found out I needed an assistant of some kind um, to really help me with some pieces of my business that I just don't have time for, but they need to be done. And when I sit down with the little time I have in the evenings at my computer, there it's completely absorbed with those little things that I need to actually spend this time creating my videos for Spirit School, for the mediumship courses. So just today I signed the contract on my first assistant, um, who's a wonderful soul. I will introduce her properly on Instagram this week. Her name is also Danielle. It's not why she was hired. But she has an incredible background in logistics and marketing, communications, um, website development, design, writing. She's an author. So she's going to help me a lot on the back end of my business, copy editing some of my stuff, managing my website, making sure all those systems that I told you earlier that cost me a ton of money <laughs> she's going to make sure those are all running smoothly and just making sure people who sign up for my newsletter actually have a positive experience because I haven't quite figured out all that yet because I haven't had so much time like how do you welcome people into your newsletter how do you make sure that you're creating this content for what people are actually opening I never look at my metrics because I just don't have time and I just like want to give stuff away and be inspiring through those platforms. So I hired somebody 10 hours a week to start to help me grow Squamish Medium and Spirit School. So those are going to be some of her big projects, but that's a huge deal for me because up until, and this is again, me not waiting for signs, not waiting for things to be perfect, not waiting for me to earn a certain amount of money before I feel like I can afford help. Because the truth is, I've seen it for six years. Anytime I've invested in myself as a medium, I spend five figures every year on my development um, and coaching and mentoring and mediumship development. I, you know, rebranded last year. That was quite expensive. Starting this podcast wasn't cheap as well. Every time I have invested in myself and my business, it has paid off 10 times. So why would hiring somebody to support me be any different? So I had the thought last week. I was like, wow, I think I need an assistant. I think I need some help. I had, I just threw it out on Facebook, on my personal Facebook, and I had like six people reach out to me. And I wasn't thinking I was going to hire like that because I was also looking at a certain price. And I ended up doubling my budget because she was the right person. And I was like, yes, like I could actually use you for more than I was intending on hiring somebody initially. So I just went for it, signed a three month contract. Let's do this. So that is super exciting in my practice. And I'm excited to kind of go through the journey with you guys on this. And I'll let you know how it all goes. Um, because I have noticed, I looked at my podcast metrics last week. And um, the ones that I'm talking about money and business are like six times the download rate than anything else. So I was like, okay, so I guess I might as well talk a little bit about the spiritual business stuff because that's also what people are coming to me for. So I'll keep you posted on that journey and let you know how it goes. And of course, I always want the people who work with me to be better mediums than me, better psychics than me. So I'm always going to give you guys the good, the bad, the ugly, the mistakes that I've made and how you can take my mistakes and hopefully avoid them in your own path. And you'll make your own, right? you're not going to have a smooth ride either but if I could spare you at least what I encounter then I'm a teacher and that's my goal in life is to be a teacher on behalf of the world of spirit 
So that's really exciting. And I also wanted to share some of the lessons that I've learned before I get into the Instagram questions. This is going to be a very long podcast. (laughs) So the expenses I talked about, I was a little bit blown away and I actually haven't fully converted the US to Canada yet. But to give you an example, like the other day I bought something for $40 US and it was $62 Canadian. So that's how crazy the dollar is. And I was at about $4,000 American. So that's probably around six or $7,000 Canadian a year. Ouch. So that's something I have to consider, but that's part and parcel with having an online business. So it's just something that I just, I'm going to prepare for. I'm not sick or shocked. I'm like, oh, well, now I know. And now I can plan for years ahead. I'm still working in my masculine. And Rebecca Campbell talks about this in her book. I believe it was her book, Light is the New Black, where she talks about leaving her high-end marketing job in corporate to doing her spiritual practice full-time and things just weren't working out. And she realized that she was working fully in her masculine. And eight out of 10 of my planetary alignments are in masculine energy. So it's kind of my natural mode, but my desires of the world are feminine. They're like the flow, the creating like everything that excites me is in my feminine so again my Capricorn south node this workhorse that really excelled lifetimes upon lifetimes from hard work like getting to the top you know my north node in cancer is calling me to do things a little bit differently so I'm still answering that call I still find myself having screen fatigue because I think that I need to be working all the time so at night when I put the kids to bed I come down I put the laptop on and I just work until I go to bed and I work in a way that's more fun than the corporate world I'm creating things but it wasn't my intention of leaving corporate to work until 10 o'clock at night. So, you know, I can't do a whole lot now because that's sometimes the only time I actually get to work. But when coronavirus ends, I'm going to have to go back and really reshift things so that I really hold my integrity to the values that I upheld, which is around working a lot less and being more present in my life. So that's one of the big lessons I'm still learning. And then the other lesson was around the energy is everything. If you have, if you come at Instagram or you come through a newsletter from a place of scarcity, people will feel it. People will feel it. So what I think you need to do, because I used to suffer with scarcity big time and I stopped suffering with scarcity about two years ago when I actually realized I'm a manifesting goddess like I manifest so much stuff because what I do is if I find myself slipping out of that energy I just go back to my journals and I read through the excitement of when I documented all the times that I manifest something manifested something magical in my life and I get back into that vibration just through looking through those entries so another plus one for journaling because you need to lift your vibration up your energy is everything when it comes to your practice and your business I also wanted to, I also wanted to kind of give a little tiny list. I can talk more extensively on this in a different episode, but when should you take the leap, right? That's going to look different for everybody, but I've seen some really sad um, tales, especially on Instagram with people who kind of prematurely took a leap ended up going back in corporate, you know, felt a little bit defeated going back or, you know, just a, just a whole bunch of stuff. But 
I give all my love out to the folks that do that because good for you for taking a leap. It's going to work or it's not, but I promise you it's going to work again. It will work again. It's not it. Go back, rejig, think about what you're passionate about and try it again. Like keep, keep, keep trying. I've said over and over again, the chicken shit in me for six years was kind of a blessing because I was able to slowly build Squamish Medium on the side for six years. So I was able to build that audience and like build trust with the people who work with me enough to give my name to people upon people upon people. So that's one of the blessings about creating something that you want to sustain you for life on the side for some time. So don't be scared to do that. Now, one of the things that John Holland said, which is what I was kind of like waiting for, was he was, or no, it wasn't John Holland, it was um, James Van Prague. He worked in a lawyer's office and he said, once I was booking six months out, I knew I could leave my job. So I kept kind of like waiting for that. And I, and even when it did happen, I still wouldn't make the leap. And I actually ended up taking the leap when I didn't have those bookings, <laughs> right? Like I mentioned early on, I actually had the driest spell in my practice in six years and I still took it anyways. But I knew going back six years that there was nothing that would indicate that I couldn't make this work. The truth is I was scared of the unknown. If I knew how beautiful this path could be, I probably would have left two years ago. But that timing wouldn't have worked out as good as it did now. I'm pretty sure of that. So... Yeah, you want to make sure that when you take the leap, you have a solid clientele. Um, if I could do it all again, I probably would have focused a little bit more on my mail list because I actually have had three friends in the past year lose their Instagram and Facebook accounts and had to start over. So a lot of us really rely too heavily on one or two platforms. When it comes to like your email list, no one can take that away from you. So I kind of wish that I built that up a little bit more over the six years, but I just didn't even know what to do with it, to be honest with you. So you just want to know that you have like a steady stream of, of clients. Um, you have enough demand that, you know, you're booking a little bit out and that you just know that there's going to be more where that comes from. So you just want to make sure you have a certain amount of clientele, you know, willing and wanting to work with you. And if they're not, it's a perfect time for you to look at how you're offering what you're offering. And I'm just going to use Reiki as an example, right? There's a lot of Reiki practitioners out there. So if you end up leaving your job to do Reiki full time and then you find that you're not booking out enough to sustain you, you just have to look at how you're delivering that. Is there a unique way to you that is authentic that you can offer this service in your own unique way? And people will be attracted to that because everyone's looking for something like a little bit different. I think we get really kind of like tuned out to the same information being thrown at us all the time and the same information. So if you're not booking out, but you know you have the gift, just look a little bit at how you're being, you're delivering it and see if there's any room for creativity there. And I want to go into claircognizance a little bit here. You can't put your finger on it, but you just know you'll make it. That's kind of what happened to me. I was kind of like, okay, yeah, no, things not looking too hot right now. But there's nothing in my past that would indicate that I couldn't make this work. Right? And that's what people said. Like even Natalie said to me, she's like, Danielle, imagine what you could do if you did this full time. Could you even imagine? Because you're pretty successful doing it part time. And so I just kind of felt like, yeah, you're right. I could 
make something of this full time. And it was just kind of like that knowing again, not waiting for that certainty to come before I make made the leap. So just three little bullet points there. There's so much more I could say, but you know, I did follow quite a few podcasts on this topic that really gave me inspiration. Like I think I read or listened to Escape the 9 to 5 and um, Don't Keep Your Day Job was really helpful for me as well. And I would just look for different teachers who, oh, there's another one called uh, Women Who Went For It, which was really inspiring for me as well. Women who completely did career shifts in their 30s, 40s, 50s to follow what they were passionate about. And you know, spoiler alert, but they all loved the shift. Nobody regretted it. So I thought, why not me? So now I'm going to get into the six Instagram questions. Oh, five. I should say five. When I looked at them again, one of them was a junk mail trying to get me to look at their profile. So five questions on Instagram today. So one is around how do you get over your fears that you may not be offering what people need? Well, You kind of need to know what your people need. So this is what I'm going to use from a coaching lens because I offer coaching as well. And of course, mentorship as well as my readings. And you don't actually know what your people need until you start serving them. So what I kind of did, especially with um, my mentorship, I was like, well, I don't know what I'm going to niche in when it comes to mentoring. But once I got like my 10th or 11th client, I started seeing themes on what they actually wanted. And I was able to kind of create the language on my website and the language in my post to talk to those people because I knew what their pain points were. So if you're somebody who's just starting out in your business just I'm going to use coaching as an example and you don't quite know what you're going to coach on offer 10 sessions for half off do your market research get those 10 sessions under your belt whether it's by phone maybe they're half the time they're just like half an hour sessions and write down the common themes between those 10 sessions and then you'll kind of identify who you're actually serving but you don't know who you're serving and what they need until you start serving See how this works? Spirit's not just going to download to you through an automatic rating session who you'll be serving and what you'll be doing. You have to get your hands in there. You have to. So by the time I made the leap to full time, I had a very clear vision on who my ideal client was because I tracked them for years and years and years what they needed my help with and how I could help them again that was the beauty about developing my practice on the side of my corporate hustle how do you balance family time and biz life well this is one of my lessons is not incredibly well like even right now it's 9 15 p.m I could be downstairs hanging out with my husband because I haven't really talked to him all day and I'm up here talking to you guys <laughs> so I wouldn't call that really balance but one thing I will say I'm a very high function person I can accomplish in 20 minutes what could take somebody an hour to accomplish. Like as an example, I had a reading the other day and two minutes before my reading started, I set up my Zoom calls for the whole week, which is why I hired somebody to help me because I don't think about this stuff until two minutes before my sessions. So 
I can do that in two minutes and I'm just a very high function person so I get things done really quick. I also use the Danielle Laporte um, even though I'm not a huge fan of her um, but I do like her journals and so I have the weekly journal and I literally every Sunday reflect on the week before and look to the week ahead and I think to myself what is the highest impact things I could do this week for my business? I'm not even thinking about money generating. I'm truly not my list. Nothing, almost nothing on my list is financially generating. But I know I want Spirit School launched. So I need to schedule time in May to do my filming. So that's one of my priorities for this week. Picking for once and for all the online platform. Am I going Teachable or Kajabi? That's a really high impact task to do in my business. So a lot of people get overwhelmed with those really important things and they end up focusing on editing their website again or scheduling a few Instagram posts when those aren't incredibly impactful. So you have to look at your whole to-do list, pick top three, what's going to be most impactful. And on the mom side, you know, anyone who knows me really well, <laughs> I'm a good mom. I'm a really, really good mom, but I'm a mom in training. My kids are still teaching me how to be that fully present, fully engaged mom. So that's where my biggest struggle is. And that's what I'm learning right now more than anything else. The business is easy, enjoyable, uplifting, high vibration. Sitting at home with my kids trying to teach my girl how to read that's hard. <laughs> That's hard for me. So slowing down is harder for me. So I just do what I can and I give myself hall passes all the time and I just continue to speak very kindly to myself, reminding myself that I'm doing the best I can and my why on why I made this leap and the why on why I'm working on my business is for my family ultimately. So it's easy to look at it from that perspective. So what are the basics that you need to start your own business? Well, I kind of mentioned this in the first question where you kind of need to know who you're serving and what you're going to serve them. So even if you have an overall bird's eye view of what you want to do, let's just say Reiki, for example, I know I have a Reiki certification. So how am we going to serve this uniquely? Well, offer half off packages for the first 10 customers get to know what all those customers actually need and then start developing your business portfolio and profile based off of their direct need and just know that that's not your forever thing it's going to shift my clients shift every year every year I attract a different type of client and so my business my language is always changing and evolving because as I grow I'm attracting people who are you know drawn to the light of my growth and you've learned new things you can teach me this and so you have to be okay that whatever you create today is going to look different six months from now and a year from now you just got to keep recreating and growing with your business so that's very basic especially because I know the person who wrote this question is a client-based entrepreneur get out there with your clients girl get on the phone offer these free sessions figure out who they are and what they need and the rest will just flow so the fourth question is balance tips real biz time savers what does a day week look like schedule okay 
sorry, it's kind of broken English. There's only so many characters you can put in this little question box, right? Um, so I talked a little bit about the balancing tips. I talked a bit about the biz time savers. Look at what's going to be the most impactful for your business long term um, or immediately. Like if you need immediate cash flow, look at the whole week and like three things just pick three things everything else is a bonus but just focus on those three things whatever that looks like for you for me the life I'm creating is I only want to serve like nine hours a week three clients a day three days a week and then maybe one class a week because I've actually really enjoyed doing that um so I'm only actually doing front-facing work for nine, 10 hours a week. And then I only want to do five to 10 hours of back-end business work a week. I only work three days a week. I have two days and I'm talking pre-coronavirus and after coronavirus, but I'm only ever going to work three days a week. And I'm actually going to start to try to create a life where I'm only going to be working three weeks a month. I want a whole week off a month. So my goal in my business is not to work so much. I want to have fun. I want to actually live. And so I'm starting to create that life now. And I got really realistic about my life. Like, okay, there's going to be sacrifices, Danielle. The potential to, to not have as much money as you used to have, because I used to make a lot of money in corporate and have that, you know, air quote security and that steadiness. And I was overspending money all the time because I was so unhappy. I don't, I haven't bought myself a single thing this year. Not a single thing have I bought myself. I bought myself some intention oil um, for my business. It was a business expense and some concealer replacement. I haven't bought a stitch of clothing. I haven't like bought anything or pissed away money because I am so much happier now and so much more fulfilled. So for me, time is the currency that is valuable to me. So I'm going to continue to create my week schedule so that I have more time to live than I do work. So that's me. That's how I want to work this. So if you are overworking or you're finding that you're working too many hours, you're probably not working on the right things. And that's why I hired my assistant because I don't want to work on that stuff anymore. It is fun for me. I was an administrator for life. I'm good at it. I know I'm good at it and I can do it, but I'm letting it go because there's other things in my business that are more fun, more uplifting. And when they're fun and uplifting, they become an attractant to other people because other people are just like attracted to that high vibe and that fun energy. So that's what I'm focusing my business on. Um, so I hope that answers. And then the final question is, how do you get over people's judgment around what you do or more what they don't believe? Well, I'm not here to convince anybody anything. There's a saying that I love, which the person who wrote this is going to be in my class on Saturday. And this is actually the quote that I picked for our presentation on Saturday. And it's not, you'll believe it when you see it. You'll see it when you believe it. So I know that about my life. I am in such a place of trust and faith that I get beautiful divine experiences every single day and I don't need them. I don't need them to prove anything to me. So for people who don't believe as much as I believe, I feel kind of like bad for that they're missing out on a whole bunch of cool experiences. So I don't take it personally at all. You know, my husband's a skeptic and I've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast, but you know, look how much he's on board now. And for six years, you know, it was just kind of like a non-conversation in my house. It was like, 
once in a while he would say like how was your readings but I didn't take it personally I didn't take it upon myself to try to force my beliefs on anybody if you meet me on the street I'll never tell you what I do Um, I never even ask other people what they do you know when I went to New Zealand nobody asked you what you did (laughs) it just it didn't define you and me being a psychic medium and spiritual mentor doesn't define me because when you're I'm out on the street and people meet me like my neighbors I'm Danielle the mom I got two kids I'm yelling at my kids in public I'm not wearing makeup my I just look like you know a rough mom sometimes and so you know I'm not out there telling the world I'm a psychic medium and not from a place of shame it's just it doesn't define me so I did have an experience at my husband's um, Christmas party where I, I mean, this was beginning of December. So I knew in January I was going to be leaving. I made that decision on November 27th and I was very validated all through December with when I started working with coaches and mentors, I was doing the right thing. But at the Christmas party, I said, yeah, no, I'm leaving my work and to do this. And I realized that I was sitting across from people who were very religious, but of a religion that did not believe in what I did. And it was like a total vibe killer. And they ended up leaving. Um, it didn't bother me, right? Again, I wasn't shoving anything down their throat and they were uncomfortable and they removed themselves. It didn't affect me at all. And it doesn't affect me at all right? I love that saying, what other people think of you is none of your business. I'm a kind person. Up until that moment where they discovered that I was a medium, I was a person that they were fully enjoying engaging with and they decided to leave and that's some healing that they need to do inside themselves and that's not my responsibility and I am completely indifferent to it as bad as that might sound. So it doesn't affect me anymore. But I will say that when I came out of the closet at work um, in 2017, so I think it was four years into my development when I threw up my website and I was like, okay, you're going to start seeing things on Facebook. That was a really hard conversation for me because those people, I cared so much about what they thought about me because my job did define me. And, you know, I barely got through high school. I had no interest in post-secondary. I had people with PhDs working and reporting directly to me. How I showed up at work was everything. It was my career. My reputation was my everything. So that's the only time that I can recall in seven years of doing this that I cared so much about what people thought about me. And a few people surprised me in the bad way. And a few people surprised me in a good way. And by the time I left, I every day had somebody at my desk asking me to serve and I was always willing to serve. So all of the fears that I've had over the years of people not believing in me or trusting me, um, I got over them pretty quickly. And I actually was a little bit disappointed because some people that I came out to, I'd been friends for years and they were into the same thing. And I felt like I wasted so much time. I was like, look at all the cool things we could have talked about all these years. And instead we're both sitting like hiding in the closet. Like that's no fun. So by not expressing your spiritual side and your spiritual interests you're really blocking energy of some of the closest relationships around you so you kind of got to give people a chance to judge you good or bad so that you're able to have like fully engaging and connected relationships but overall it doesn't bother me and the truth is 
I rarely get skeptics booking with me. So I haven't been heckled yet. I haven't been had and I'm putting that in air quotes. I, I'm If that ever happened to me, I think I would be really devastated and crushed to be honest with you. But the truth is I'm very clear on who I serve and who I work for. And the way that the world of spirit works is the more clear I am, the more they can help me. So I really only attract people to my energy who are bought and sold and who I don't need to prove anything to. And when I step into a reading with someone like that who just believes, that's where the magic happens. That's where the magic happens. And that's mostly what I attract. So yeah, hopefully that answers that. And this was a really fun conversation for me, guys. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And I will do more like this if it's of interest to you. So just continue to ask me questions and reach out to me. And I will cater some podcast episodes to this topic, spiritual entrepreneurship. And I hope some of the stories that I shared about my experience are inspiring to some people out there who are like really wanting to take this leap, whether it's this year, next year, five years. And I'm here to help whenever you want to make that leap. And I wish you all the best week. And I will talk to you guys next week when I don't know what I'll talk about, but it will be fun and cool. And it's usually based off of something that happened the week before. (laughs) So we'll see what happens this week. Have a good one, everyone.